morning, Trigger Proof community. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of my Trigger Proof transmission that was inspired by some conflict, that was inspired by some stuckness, some feedback, some resistance, usually uh, in the form of people who are on their healing journey. <clears throat> and People ask me a lot, where do you come up with your content to share? And it comes up through the stuckness, through the questions, through the conversations and the resistances of the people that I work with. Uh, and my own as well. Uh, I try to, I've dedicated my life to uh, self-assessment, to be self-responsible, to self-awareness, which means looking inside and questioning my thoughts continuously. And I've come, you know, in my whole healing journey, I've come up with some really neat tools to be able to help people get real results in their lives. And I wanted to, I love sharing that with people. And oftentimes, the questions that I get is, oh, I've done so much work. This is spe especially from people who are, here's, here's who, especially when people who are healers, chiropractors, uh, coaches, uh, nutritionists, coaches really people who are on that journey and I just remember experiencing that especially two years ago when I was pretty much at what I would consider a rock bottom state in my life because I'd already gone through a divorce 10 years ago and I was committed to fighting the good fight and climbing up and getting myself to a better place and I did but when I look back now it was all ego based which when it's ego-based eventually it can only get so far it wasn't really so that I could I didn't want to bounce back and to transcend and step up to the next level because I had a genuine concern and care for humanity it was so that I could prove whatever wrong I had to prove my dad wrong I had to I had resentment toward my ex-wife and so when my the work that I was doing was for that intention it was ego based eventually when two years ago I went through another breakup and I hit this rock bottom place and I was feeling like lethargic and I was feeling depressed I had to deal with depression I had to deal with anxiety I had to deal with just incredible low self-esteem incredible sense of a lack of purpose looking around and seeing my relationships really not working uh, no love connection, no intimacy, and I'm sitting here going, what the fuck? Of all the work I've done, I've spent so much, why am I still here? Why is it that I, after everything that I've done, I'm looking around and seeing the results in my life, and I'm not really happy with what's happening? So a couple of people have reached out asking for help, and then when the window comes to go that way, guess what shows up each and every time? Oh, but I've done so much work. So my first question and my ego goes, so then why the fuck did you reach out to me? That's what my ego says. But then I, but then when I'm able to observe what my ego says and then be a little bit more empathetic, I can then say, because my ego's like, so why did you fucking reach out to me if you wanted help? And then I go, okay, so here are the steps. And then all of a sudden, the ego resistance shows up. But I've done so much. I shouldn't be here. So 
my ego is saying, why the fuck did you reach out to me in the first place? Once I'm able to calm my own ego down, I'm able to understand and put myself in that position where it's like, I've spent how much, how much, I've done countless amount of therapies, why is it that I am here? Why, why am I not happy with the results in my life? Let me know if you can resonate with that. If you can say, just say, hey, hashtag me too. If you can re resonate with that, I'd love to hear from you. So I wanted to do a transmission today to answer that once and for all, to, to, to identify what levels of work is there, what levels of healing can you participate in, what, what, so that you can understand what you've done and uh, where you're at on, on that scale. And you can actually, oh, good, Samantha. And you can actually understand really what, what, what needs to happen from this point forward so that you can then have the results that you want. And I already know what results you want because I've studied human behavior. I've checked in with myself, working with thousands of people, and we all want the same thing. What we really want is healthy relationships. We like healed relationships, not the ones that are broken down. <clears throat> we want to have healed relationships. And the truth of the matter is I can't control other people. I can only have some sort of regulation within myself. So if I'm going to have relationships with other people, when their shadow shows up, do I get pulled into the drama and enmeshed with it and lose myself? Or am I still able to hold myself together? So healthy and healed relationships, even if it's with a past person like your father or mother, and they are, they have mental illness, and they have their own, uh, you know, dysregulation issues, we genuinely as human beings still want to be able to have relationships with them. <clears throat> we say they have an issue, I can't be with that person because of all of their issues. But the truth of the matter is, is that I can't be with that person based on their who they are and how they treat me I can't love myself around them I can't be trigger proof around that person so I'm gonna avoid them which is really what we say which is how I was for years with my parents I'm like I can't be around them because they won't change well exactly but once I did my own healing work and I stopped expecting them to fully see me and acknowledge me my relationship with them completely changed. I started being able to see through their wounds. And now, yeah, we have a shared past. So when we go over, they're going to say certain things. And my mom does those certain irritating mother things that are over-mothering, over-parenting. But what I'm now able to see is through her wounds, and I can appreciate it. You know, she's always trying to control and have a say and all this, which used to drive me insane. And I was like, get me, get, get away from me. But I realized I couldn't handle that at the time because I wasn't good with myself. So when I became good with myself and I did this deeper level of work, which I'm going to share, I have a completely different relationship with my parents. I, we text them, we do FaceTime with them. And believe me, a couple years ago, this was not possible. So I want to go over different levels of healing that you might have done so that you can then see where am I right now and what needs to happen moving forward so that I can have the four things that I want. Number one, healed relationships. Number two, an ability to emotionally regulate myself. So if I wake up with anxiety, I don't need to take a pill in order to bring it down. I can actually have tools to be able to self-regulate. Or if I get into an argument, I'm able to regulate myself and then have some semblance of ability to repair after a rupture and not just be a victim 
to the rupture constantly and feel abandoned and all of that stuff. So healed and healthy relationships, an ability to emotionally regulate. Number three is we want a, uh, a, a an ability to create intimacy. What point do we have in our lives if we're not able to take off the mask and just be kind of like vulnerable with one another. We all crave that. The friends that you love to hang out with are the ones where you can be yourself around. And the people that love to hang out with you are the ones where they feel safe to be themselves around you. Those, that's essentially what it is that we want. And number four, what we want is we all want this deep connection to purpose. It's just, it's ingrained in us. We have this quest for the cells of our body have this quest to be connected to something meaningful, something greater than ourselves. So those are the four things that we want. And so how do you know that's, that's the hallmark of the work and to be able to have secure attachments in our relationships, okay? Take off the mask, ha, no pun intended. Absolutely, Valerie. So this is exactly what we want, okay? Now, there's various different levels of the work. Most of the time, when our clients are working with us, tangible, you can sense it. The people that are doing the, the real work and the people who are on the sidelines is very obvious. Let me put it to you this way. Just by listening to a podcast or reading a book, you're going to gain insights, but that's not deep work. Just by attending a workshop, and just being on the sidelines, listening and going, hmm, that's really interesting. Wow, that was, I took so many notes. One of my, one of the people that were at our workshop this weekend, I'm like, so what was it? Oh my God, I took pages and pages of notes. When she said that, I was like, you didn't do the fucking work. And I'll explain to you what the difference is, okay? So just by going to a counselor every single week, and speaking and sharing your story and talking, telling your story, and then they go, okay, so tell me about your childhood, and then repeating all of those processes is talking about it, but that's not actually the work. I'm gonna explain to you what the difference is, and when I engaged in this, and, and I've been doing work for so many years, that over the last two years, I realized that I wasn't actually really doing the deep work. And I'm going to share with you what the difference is with the deep work and what you possibly have been doing in the past. So then you might say, okay, I'm going to go to a, a, a counselor. Okay, so done that, tried that. Okay, let's go deeper. Then we're going to do somebody like with a coach or a hypnotherapy or a, a, or an, or a hypnotherapist, which you'll have some amazing insights. You'll maybe... Uh, uncover some things in your um, unconscious that are like, wow, that's interesting. Whoa, insight is is completely necessary for your healing because to have somebody else help uncover or hold a mirror and uncover a blind spot is tremendous and completely necessary. So part of your healing work does require having somebody outside of you point out for you, somebody that you trust, your blind spots. Preferably somebody that you've entrusted to call you out, but not in a brutal way, but in a loving way, because you don't want to hire somebody that's just going to blow sunshine up your ass and tell you how wonderful you are. That's your ego. 
you're going to actually want to have somebody that's going to hold a mirror and maybe share with you you know another perspective because you're so grounded in your own so you might have done some NLP and these are all kind of cognitive tools that help you change your perceptions perhaps you've also done John Martini's work I've been a facilitator of his work for more than 15 years so I know he's one of the best of the best or then you will do a retreat like I did and did Byron Katie school of the work she calls it the work which are four questions is it really true can you guarantee that it's true who would you be without that thought and turn it around so you take like nine days imagine spending nine days taking all of the shit that's going on in your life and asking yourself the four questions doing the work on it which is very important at a cognitive level for you to change your perceptions and have these massive insights which is critical and these are all necessary steps Yes, my talk therapy is just a constant validation, reassurance, and then see you next week for the same thing, which is great for Samantha, which is great for the therapist because it's a great business model. But what's the outcome that you want? Heal relationships, emotional regulation, a connection to purpose, and deeper levels of intimacy. That does not get resolved from those talk therapy sessions. Thanks for pointing that out. Okay, so it's really important that you get that. So the answer is to become trigger-proof. This is what I've discovered. The answer is how do you know? So I want to go over a few things, skills to learn that possibly were not involved in the work that you've done in the past, that this is where the missing pieces are. Would that be valuable for you to learn that? Would that be an, an important and valuable for you to learn? Hey, Rebecca. Hey, Megan. Because a lot of times people reach out they go I want some help and then I'm like okay great so here's what we do and then they go but I've done so much work and I'm like again alright so why did you reach out to me again <laughs> that's your ego that's the fear that's like what if I fail this is what's gonna happen look at what's happened I've done all of this I have spent all of this money and here I am again will this work for me people ask me that all the time and then I tell them this I guarantee you that if you don't do this work nothing ever will I can tell you that honestly because my life is a living proof demonstration of it and my the way that you know that you've done the work here's here first of all here's how you know that your work like first of all number one your healing work is constant it never ends you will do this for the rest of your life and it's exhausting and it's so rewarding in other words, the alternative is unbearable, Rebecca, Megan. The alternative to going there and actually doing what I'm about to share with you is completely unbearable. So your choice is to just keep exactly where you are and let your unconscious past pretty much run your life, staying in that unconsciousness, which feels safe. That's why your ego doesn't want to have you take that leap it's gonna come up with all sorts of excuses it's scary my husband is gonna kill me my husband won't ag agree to this uh, and people all people usually you know reach out and ask that and then I say I ask them this I say first of all if if your husband's involved or your wife's involved whatever what if they say no what are you gonna do then that's the question you wanna ask yourself what if they say no what are you gonna do then in other words 
how can you claim to want empowerment in your life and then have your health and well-being in somebody else's hands and so this is this is what happened with PETA PETA's husband was like no and he was like angry at it but she was like fuck that this is my life I'm gonna take care of this myself she got resourceful she jumped in and said this is the work I need to do and with and she was committed and holy crap her life is completely different right now she got off her weed addiction she's transformed her relationship with her mother her relationship with her ex-husband her daughter's relationship with her ex-husband which was fractured as a result of all the drama that was healed as well her intimacy with her partner has gone through the roof and now she leads other teenagers and teaches them the same principles okay so here's are the skills that you ought your tell us when the next workshop is ah, okay cool that we just had one on Sunday Jen um, but uh, and Samantha you were there that was a really neat uh, really neat revelation for you um, the breath by the way breathwork and badassery Sunday attend the breathwork and inner child meditation and it's only 10 bucks so there's no excuses except you're gonna be afraid but I'm afraid yeah I know just go in afraid don't worry you'll 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 be fine we haven't had too many deaths uh, based on uh, just breathing there's been very few breathing deaths in our uh, workshops <clears throat> so here's are the skills that you learn this is what the deep work is and this is the difference between people who go to the counselor thinking that they're doing work versus people who are actually doing the work okay <clears throat> and here's here here's a perfect example four weeks ago Laura who had a start struggling with trauma from a really uh, brutal divorce there was violence she got two kids she's a businesswoman badass businesswoman filmmaker entrepreneur single mom of two she started with us four weeks ago and she was so stuck in victimhood she came to our first overview experience and she goes I've done everything I've done everything you don't understand and I've done everything Laura if you see me see it right here definitely put the uh, put your experience there because you just had a massive win and I wanted to use this as an example she jumped in and we started peeling back these layers and helping her do her work it wasn't about Nima being the hero here's the thing there's no coach or mentor or guide or weekend workshop that's going to absolve you of the responsibility of you doing this work which are skills these are skills that you must learn this is what the this is what the work is this is the only thing that's that's gonna save you these are the four skills five skills that you must learn number one skill when she started doing this uh, she's now completely transformed her relationship with her ex they had a text message back and forth that was like whoa what the fuck just happened he was convinced he's a monster and he's this and she has an opening and she's probably gonna save a shit ton on legal fees and divorce fees uh, simply by doing this and she was like oh my god if I just did this two years ago how much money would I have saved in all of these divorce because we don't talk uh, we just go back and forth with lawyers how much does that cost number one number two she just texted me she said I just dropped off the kids today to his place and it felt totally different there wasn't this resentment and he wasn't doing any of the work 
this is the this is the key the the, sh the energy dynamic between them shifted he wasn't doing the, any of the work so what is this new thing that she was doing that's different than everything else number one here's what you're going to do you want to write this down if you can write right down here this would be it number one you must learn the skill of objective observation this is how you know you're healing the ability to observe what you think and feel and how you respond without labels and judgment so when you wake up and you have anxiety and you're like fuck there it go why do I have anxiety you haven't learned that skill yet you're still in the world of you're still in the world of self-judgment, judging, abandoning, blaming, and shaming yourself. But when you practice and you learn these specific tools to become trigger-proof, you learn the art of objective observation, which is the ability to observe what you think and feel and how you respond without labels and judgment, not making yourself wrong for it. And here's the more difficult part. How do you know that you've been doing the work? I don't care if you've done therapy for 20 fucking years. If you don't have this thing, then you haven't really done the work, which is objective observation of others. The ability to observe how others think and feel and respond without labels and judgment. In other words, that includes your mother. That includes your kids. That includes your partner. That includes your stepdaughter, okay? If you don't have that, and that's that's difficult. That's not easy. But no, but no coach or mentor or guide or NLP or therapist is going to give you that. That's your work to do. There are no heroes outside of you. You must take on becoming your own hero. That's the first skill to learn. This is the deep work, which people are like, oh, I went to a weekend workshop. You know, no, you, you did, it didn't do it for you. This takes months of practice and awareness. Number two, the skill to learn, deep work, is consciousness. The, the understanding that you are not your thoughts. You are just conditioning and your ability to observe them and go into your body to be able to sense your body, to be able to go, oh, I'm dissociating again, and get back into your body. You, to be able to go, oh, I just, you know, like, right now, I'm sitting here, I'm standing here talking to you, and I'm aware of how this little mat feels on my feet. I'm aware of the temperature of the air of my skin. My consciousness level is now down to a sensation level. Now, why is this so difficult to do? Because I'm in my head, most of us, most of the people that reach out to me, especially the Martini students, they're in their heads all the time, looking to clear charges. And what they're missing out on is the sensations in the body and being in sensation, which is all dependent on your level of consciousness. So objective observation is number one. Number two, the skill to learn is consciousness. The ability to, ah, okay. I'm, am I aware of where my awareness is? <laughs> that's weird. I get it. But that's a practice that nobody can actually do for you. It's a daily practice. That's why we have habits. We have rituals. We have a whole system. We have a conversation. We do neural exercises. This takes time to heal. 
because this is all deconditioning. It's all unlearning. So this is this is skills to learn is to unlearn these old conditioning patterns. Number three is your inner child awareness, the skill to learn. Very important skill to learn is your inner child awareness, is the understanding that you are not who you are right now. You are walking around with a five-year-old version of you, a two-year-old version of you, a 20-year-old version of you. Each of those traumas were little fragmentations of yourself that are walking with you. And how do you know that they're there? Every trigger that you have, they will show up. But if you are in the world of going to a therapist to heal your anxiety or taking pills to stop your anxiety, you're missing out on the opportunity to understand that anxiety, all it is is just a prolonged trigger. And all a trigger is, is your inner child begging for your attention. It's nothing to actually fix. There's nothing wrong with you. You don't have a disorder. You just have a younger part of you that you have self-abandoned you've abandoned and you've been conditioned and it's not your fault either this is not no fault of your own because of our early attachment wounds we have been taught to self-abandon again and again and again in service of attachment so in other words fuck my authenticity I got to please this person and make everything okay and fix that and be a good boy be a good girl so that I can make sure that I can, is survival need so you've abandoned that inner child within you and without reconnecting to that little fucker you will consistently self-abandon at the moment's notice and this is one of the biggest challenges this is why you can't get it in a podcast one of the biggest challenges that our clients face as they go through that self-healing journey let's say it's three months long they will self-abandon probably 15 times they will say oh I didn't keep that promise to myself or no I didn't take the time to connect with myself or no I didn't meditate oh I didn't journal. I haven't been doing those things well that makes sense you've been conditioned to self-abandon for so long oh the program didn't work for me it's just another more money that I've spent and it didn't work for me of course it doesn't work for you you work for you your job is to observe yourself self-abandoning and jumping right back on and recommitting to yourself moment by moment and it's not available in a coach or a healer or a guru or anything guides are important mentors are important but ultimately nobody is here to rescue you from self-abandonment nobody because if you do hope that get to get that from a relationship nothing they say will ever be enough it will never be enough this is a non-negotiable you can't go through life hoping that somebody else will do it for you if you don't you will continually self-abandon and keep pleasing others and the symptoms that show up are simply your younger self revolting revolting against the chronic self-abandonment so the work becomes to not feel good how do you know that the work is working this is not about feeling good this is about getting better at feeling this is not about feeling better this is about getting better at feeling so that you can join those abandoned parts that are waiting for you to reconnect with the body 
So the inner child awareness and realizing that all these triggers are younger self and that you're consistently going back to your younger self saying, I'm going to create a safe space for you. I'm going to take care of you. The people around you didn't have that available to them at the time. I'm going to be the one to do it for you. I got you now. Again and again and again. It's not going to happen overnight. It's a process. It's like fitness. It's like your cardiovascular fitness. It's not working. Well, how much am I actually getting up and doing my, you know, jogging? How much climbing am I doing? Of course, I'm not going to increase my physical fitness if I'm not climbing. If I'm not doing my reps, I'm not going to build the muscle. It's just how it works. So there's no program out there for you. This is all skills to learn. Number four skills to learn is ego awareness. I call it dancing with the dark passenger. There are stories going on in my mind 24-7 about myself, about other people, about the economy, about my future. My ability now, what's different now than before, is I can observe the thought and I can see it rather than being it. Now that takes a whole bunch of practice because most people believe that they are their thoughts and they don't re know how to separate themselves from ego. So that takes a lot of work. That takes skill. That takes practice. That takes journaling. That takes sharing. That takes calling it out. That takes you being on the court and actually practicing it. It doesn't happen from a weekend workshop. It happens with a commitment to returning back to the part of you that you've abandoned again and again and again. And the fifth one I'm going to share in just a moment, but you might be, there was a moment where I was just thinking to myself, like, what the hell? Like, I should have all of this. You know, I've done all this work before. I should have this all. I shouldn't be struggling like this. Well, here's what I want to say to that. Number one, I wasn't acknowledging all of the lessons and insights that I had. Number two, there's no shortcut for healing. There's no, no shortcut. There's no quick fix, you know, 30, you know, 30 day, whatever, even our 90 day workshop and program. I always tell people, here's a little hint. Your program's never finished. It's for life. You're here to learn the skills and practice in a community so that you can then go off and be your own guide and be your own hero. And then hopefully what most people do is they, after they finish our program and they do the work, they're like, I want to be a guide for others. That's then full, because I'm a guide for others. That makes it 10 times more important for me to stay stuck, for me to, for me to reconnect with the work daily, with the work which is a practice. The work which is about self-observation. The work is about choosing. The work is about allowing. The work is about inner child awareness. Observing my stories. Calling them out. Regulating myself. Healing relationships. As soon as they fracture and rupture, I have the skills to bring them right back. You know, like, it's so exhausting and it's so rewarding. And you might think, oh, here I am stuck all over again. I'm stuck again. I've done all this. I coach others. I shouldn't have this problem. Well, here's what I want to say to that. You know, why am I still dealing with this again? You know, and I realize I, I said this to one of my mentors. So why am I dealing with this again? And he said something very profound to me and it blew my mind. Here's what he said. He basically said, sometimes the view looks the same, but you're looking at it from higher up in the mountain.
some let me say that again sometimes the view is the same but you're looking at it from higher up in the mountain which is a hundred percent true when you're dysregulated you're you're in a fear bias you're now looking around going oh nothing ever worked for me but that's not actually fucking true your perceptions see it that way because you're dysregulated so when you're dysregulated it affects your perceptions so all you see is nothing's working you've totally forgotten all of the breakthroughs you've had the healed relationships the um the stepping up that you've done the insights that you've gained the healing that you've already done it's completely lost to you which makes sense when your nervous system is dysregulated and you don't really understand how the nervous system works so what's the real question well, how do i get myself up in the ladder that's the that's the question you want to ask how do i get myself up to ventral vagal that's the question you want to be asking and that's a practice and that's a skill and that's why I created the trigger proof concept your work is you, you nail it when you're able to go from trigger to flow in the least amount of time it's not oh I'm triggered again it's not working that's what most people say no 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 you will be triggered you will go into despair but how quickly can you go from there back into flow where others can actually feel you you know how quickly can you do that and there's been times I do one of these transmissions every day I've all, haven't always felt amazing and there's times where I didn't set boundaries and people were draining me and then I was like I'm canceling I'm not I'm not doing a transmission right now because I don't feel like I'm in flow but I know exactly what to do to get myself back and the fifth skill to learn for yourself is number five is breath work breathing how simple I realized throughout my time dealing with anxiety that I wasn't actually breathing properly take a moment and just check it right now check in what I want you to do is inhale into the belly button up into the heart surrendering exhale now how often do I check in as often as possible checking into my breath that took me a good six months of practice a skill to learn breathing go figure I wasn't really breathing properly how's my nervous system gonna function if I'm not actually breathing that was a huge revelation for me so we're doing that this weekend we are doing a let's see if I have boom yeah I'm gonna put the, I'm gonna put the link up right here uh, of our breath work that's coming up um, in, the, in the comment section I'm gonna put it up for you and on Saturday a uh, Sunday excuse me from noon to 3 Pacific time I'm gonna be guiding you into an inner child meditation and followed by once that connections made we set an intention to really have a great reconnection with that younger part of yourself that you abandoned and then we go into a breath work and you have some pretty neat things coming out there's going to be music there's going to be there, there, that that energy that's been trapped in your body is going to move through you with three things through sound through emotions and through movement and you're going to be encouraged to use all of them while you're in that breath work session and I really can't wait to teach you that and so 
what I'm here to do in this uh, community is to guide you. It takes about a year or two to help you create those healthy, secure attachments if you're just getting started right now. So I want to take you through that process so that you can practice. So I do it in several different ways. I have free content to keep your mind back into conscious awareness of keeping it back in yourself. The more you show up and engage, the more you show up and engage and listen to this content, my promise is, is that the more conscious you become so that you understand that this is a pattern and it's going to take work and these are skills for you to learn. So I want to teach you how to use, you know, pills don't teach skills. You got to look inside if you want to find the answer to your ills. Pills don't teach skills. Covering the truth in exchange for your dollar bills this is a little song that I wrote. It's to teach you the skills necessary for you to become your own healer. This is, uh, you know, I'm so grateful that I lead a community of self-healers and all we do is I just teach them the skills to self-heal, to self-regulate, and we use each other to co-regulate. It's very powerful uh, if you've attended one of our workshops or you're in our program, you can really feel the difference in people kind of rising up and staying in a conversation of healing, not victimhood, not poor me, and not, you know, but, but true, full responsibility taking full responsibility for our triggers and taking that and minimizing the suffering pain is inevitable but suffering is optional and suffering comes with the expectation of pleasure without pain and we're here to teach you how to suffer better that's really what it's about it's a big aha revelation for me was that all this work that I was doing was just to try to um, avoid pain and suffering and I realize that I have to just stop running away from that and I just have to learn how to suffer better because it's a part of life. It's a part of our humanity and I'm not running from it anymore. I'm embracing it wholeheartedly and fully and, in, and, and taking it all in. And I just want to encourage you to do the same. And the biggest obstacle for you is fear. Fear of failure. What if this doesn't work? Well, I guarantee you it won't work if you expect Nima to do the work for you. Guaranteed this program is not really the programs that we teach is not really a cure-all you're the cure-all these are the skills required that you must take on as the hero of your own journey rather than looking for a hero outside of you and I spent the first half of my career trying to be that hero for others and now I, I've uh, you know when, when, when it would work I'd be like yeah I'm the best when it wouldn't work and they wouldn't do the work I would take the blame and now it's like now I don't take any credit I don't take any blame you do the work and you can tell when someone's doing the work and when they're just talking about it I can teach you how to ride a bicycle and I can theoretically and you can take a lot of notes on riding a bicycle but unless you actually get on and ride that bicycle you're not going to have that experience you can tell when those of you who've done the work which has been working over time what happens is you're able to emotionally regulate like Pip Pip one of the great examples she came into our program she's got three little girls and she hated the fact that they triggered the shit out of her and she would lose her shit on her kids and she could see it happening but she didn't know how to control it so last week she shared on a group call that one of the kids, the little kid who was six years old, gave the younger kid food which caused an allergic reaction. Okay? The kid all of a sudden has an allergic reaction. So Pip comes back home 
and normally the old Pip, the old version of her, would have screamed at her six-year-old because, of course, it's triggering to see your daughter going through an allergic reaction. That's not comfortable. Would have screamed at her six-year-old, caused all sorts of chaos, and then chewed out her husband for letting all of this happen when she was gone. But this time was totally different. The trigger came up. She was able to self-regulate and not make her six-year-old daughter, who already, I'm sure, probably felt horrible about the whole thing, she wasn't actually, she didn't take it out on her and was able to regulate and totally solve the situation. I think there was a hospital visit and she didn't lose her shit once. She was able to create a, a sense of calm. That's how you know that you've really done the work. The way that you know you've done the work is this. You've been listening to the Trigger Proof Podcast designed to teach you the most important skill necessary for a dramatically changing world, which is nervous system regulation. Becoming trigger proof doesn't mean trigger less. It means learning how to regulate ourselves to bring us back to center so that we can then be governed by our purpose rather than from our wounds. Anytime there's reactivity, there's a wound. And if you're curious and inspired to learn more, join us at Breathwork and Badassery or the Overview Experience. And a combination of both actually helps you do the work. There's a difference between listening to a podcast and actually showing up live and doing the work with a badass community who's all about breaking cycles of intergenerational trauma. It didn't start with you, but it can end with you if you're willing to do the work. See you at the next perfect time. When you get triggered, how do you respond? When you start to see story and, and you, you want those normal reactions to happen and all of a sudden you catch yourself and you're able to call yourself out and you're able to share vulnerably, when the, the space between stimulus and response has gone like this, that's the true test of how you've done the work. It's not, it's not um, how many seminar hours you've attended. Not at all. That doesn't mean you've done the work. What it means is, are you able to get into a relationship, be triggered, and then instead of reacting in your normal childlike reverting ways because you regress to that five-year-old or that 13-year-old, are you able to catch yourself and self-regulate and then create connection and intimacy? That's how you know. That's the reward. You say it's exhausting, but that's the reward. Oh, hello. Sorry, that's uh, she's not very good at triggers. That's her lack of safety. Boom. All of a sudden, the mailbox comes in. Lucy loses it. Boom. That's not... That's not... Uh, <laughs> that's not easy to regulate <laughs> for a little dog. That's what happens. We go in... When we get triggered, we go into our animal nature. Our animal nature comes out. Can I see her for a second? Can you bring her? I want you to meet Lucy and Diana. So this is my little triggered dog. And our job, and this is Diana, and our job is to learn how to 
take whatever's in front of us and instead of becoming reactive like that to expand the space between stimulus and response you can't do that from taking notes you can't do that from just going and doing talk therapy you do that by objective observation you do that with consciousness practice with inner child awareness with ego awareness and with learning breath work over time and it's tested by the trigger itself in other words after this this example that I gave you with Pip what she said was really powerful she goes I hate to say it but the fact that that happened my daughter got uh, an allergic reaction and ate the wrong foods I wouldn't have known all of how much I've progressed because we've been working with her for three months and she's been at this game showing up on the group calls struggling thinking she's a failure at it, at it, practice, 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 getting coaching, getting mentoring, going through other past traumas and healing those through the overview method. She would not have known, and here's the, here's the key, you don't know how far you've come until you get triggered by something that normally would have had you freaking lose your shit. Somebody rejected you. Uh, your parents said the same words to you that they said years ago that you lost your shit. Now they say that and you're like, oh, I love you, mom. Thank you. I really understand where you're coming from. That's a sign that you've really done the work. You don't get that from a YouTube video. You don't get that from podcasts. You actually get that by facing your fears, facing exactly the thing that you're triggered by, whether it's a money scarcity, whether it's, I don't know what my husband's going to say. You're not going to heal from that unless you actually go and sit in those fears and be triggered by them. So I see a community. I'm doing this to, to heal families. This is really the, the whole goal is to have healed families because if we don't do this, it gets passed down from one generation to one generation. Samantha, your incompletes with your child, your mom, will translate to your daughter. It happens all the time. The things that you say, you're like, how many of you, if you're moms, you said this, I promise myself I'm going to do the exact opposite. I'm going to be the opposite of my mom. And guess what happens? You get triggered by your kid and will become exactly the same. I see it all the time. And the only way to break the cycle is through love. And the only way to get there is through understanding. And the only way to do that is be, to be willing to be afraid and be willing to take responsibility, which is why so few people are doing well during the COVID pandemic. They, they're doing worse. The ones who've taken the time and planted those roots are thriving right now. Their businesses are doing great. They have options. They see opportunities. This doesn't cause them to become unhinged and that's what you deserve that's what I see for you so I'm gonna do the link here join us for our breath work and badassery on Sunday Samantha I see you're coming Wow I can't wait to share it with you it's only 10 bucks I wanted to make it accessible to everyone so that nobody has any excuses and to help encourage you to know this is a process that I do breath I did a breath work session like two weeks ago uh, just as a student like I'm able to self-assess and go, yeah, I'm going to be doing a breath work. It's something regular. It's like chiropractic adjustments. We, t we, we, we get them regular. As a chiropractor, I encourage people to get regular care so that they keep their nervous systems healthy. But what about other self-care? You know, I'm about to go right now. I'm going to go hike up Mount Douglas, and I'm going to do some my overview meditation that I've put together. I have a couple of emotional charges I want to work through right now. 
I put together this process from trigger to flow in the least amount of time. I practice it on a regular basis because I know it's the most important skill that I can learn as a human being because on the other side of that comes better relationships. On the other side of that, a connection with my purpose. On another side of that, healthy body. Another side of that, fulfillment. And the best thing ever is a secure attachment. That's the holy grail of human existence and that's what I want for you. Let me know what came up for you. Looking forward to seeing you at the next perfect time. So, oh, Samantha says, how important is it to do body-based work when it comes to healing? I feel like trauma is stored in my body. I know breath work is important, but what about other modalities? This is body-based work. You mean like going to a somatic experiencing type of person or NSA? Absolutely. I know you're doing chiropractic work with NSA. Fantastic. What I'm talking about is body-based work you do yourself. Okay, getting adjusted, absolutely, going to a chiropractor, NSA, somatic experiencing, all wonderful things. And still this type of work because consciousness work is somatic-based healing. So in the trigger-proof toolkit that I teach you, that we teach you, we get you to uh, learn how to get into your own body, not from a practitioner's perspective, but you yourself becoming your own practitioner. You can do it yourself. That's the key, self-healing. So it's important for you to learn those skills. And it's funny, um, as far as investment goes, uh, I've had people say, you know what, this divorce was, would cost me 40, 50,000, whatever. This is actually, um, it's saving you. Not just if you're worried about finances, you have to understand what's the cost of not doing it. What would a divorce cost you? What has it cost you up until now? What's it costing you to not have like confidence in your business? If you're an entrepreneur, your entire income is based on the client that you're working with, that they can actually feel your heart and your um, they can actually feel your intention. If I haven't done my work, I can't look into this camera, into your eyes right now. I, I can't f feel a level of authenticity and, and power in my voice. Because when, when you do this, especially when you're an entrepreneur, when you do this healing work, you start to develop this sense of power in your voice where people can feel your authentic self. You can tell when you're on, on YouTube, you listen to people. I'm chew for five minutes, for one minute, and I can tell if you're being real or you're trying to talk into a camera so that you can look good. It's obvious. It's obvious when somebody's coming from an from an internal state or from an egocentric state, trying to look good or be right. It's it, it's felt. That's what's your money maker, entrepreneurs. That's what you're it, when people when you're speaking, the resonance of your voice. The nonverbal cues in your body language, your facial expressions, your um, your pace of speaking, completely tells me where your nervous system's at. If you're actually authentic, or if you're doing it from a scarcity mentality, I know I've lived it, and everything opens up for you on the other side of healing yourself. Don't even hesitate. So let me know what came up for you. Are there any uh, questions? Yeah, but I do think I've always been okay with feeling my feelings. I feel the work isn't that frightening. Beautiful. Great. Great.
um, thanking all the notes. Big love to you. If you have any other questions, happy to respond. I'll see you at 7 p.m. tonight with another transmission. Usually I'll have some sessions with some clients, some new little things pop up, and I'm like, ooh, I can't wait to share this with you. So I'm here as your guide on the side towards the climbing the mountain of healthy, secure attachments and emotional regulation, the two greatest skills that you can learn in 2020. Namaste, and we'll see you at the breath work as well. I'll, I'll put the pin right now.